My name is Julian Leonard. I'm a youth speaker out of Atlanta, Georgia. I'm very, very happy to be with you all today. Uh, what you have in front of you are some tips that I want to go over. We're going to be talking about long-term thinking. How many of you all think five, ten years down the line? Be honest. How far? How far have you thought about your life so far? Five years? Okay, okay, okay. What about yourself? Sorry. Two years. Two years. Okay, okay. So five, two years. So really, I designed this session because uh, I'm 28 years old. When I was in high school, middle school, I knew what I wanted to do career-wise, but I didn't really think about how I would get there or possible mistakes I would make or failures or different things of that nature. It just wasn't ingrained in me to think five, ten years down the line. You know, there are a lot of people that just live for today and don't worry about tomorrow, but my philosophy is you should always worry about tomorrow and the days after that because we all plan on living as long as possible, right? And Can we actually turn the, turn the main lights up? Okay. All right, so you have five tips cards, and these are just tips that I learned through trial and error, and then some have been taught to me over my 28 years of living. I know that's such a long time. So what I want to do is I want to talk about them. On the front is the actual words you see, and on the back is a correlating picture of some type of sort. So can I get a volunteer to read tip number one? Go ahead. What's your name? Robin. Robin, please read tip number one. All right, how do you feel about those words, Robin? Okay, all right, all right. What other ideas do we have about tip number one? Whatever comes to mind. All right, all right. Interesting you say that. That's going to be one of our other tips if you haven't already looked ahead. But okay, all right. That's good. That's good. What else do we have? What number have we done? We're doing, we're doing number one. Yeah, yeah. So never compare yourself to others. You are on your own journey. Oh, I love that. Because uh, for adults, and I don't know if it's for you, y'all might be smarter than we are, but comparison is the enemy of joy. That some, I think that was Theodore Roosevelt that said that, and it is true. Because you go on Facebook and you see how everybody else is living and doing, and then you're just like, oh, why can't I do that? And you're trying to live someone else's journey instead of your own. Because my journey don't look like nobody else's, and it used to upset me even sometimes to yesterday to a T, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. You equip me for this. What journey you go through, whether it's good or bad, you equip you for it. And I've been through a hard life, which you can't tell, thank God, but you have to... So you mentioned, you know, Facebook. I'm pretty sure all of us have an Instagram, all right? Who has a lot of followers? Who has over a thousand followers? All right, two thousand more. So you have a lot of followers, okay? So it's easy to succumb to what you see on Instagram through likes, through videos, maybe wanting to be somebody else. But you have to understand that we all have our own purpose in life, and the worst thing you can do is wish you had somebody else's life because at the end of the day some of the most famous, some of the most rich, some of the most successful people honestly weren't happy inside because of various reasons. Maybe family issues, 
maybe money issues. You can think somebody can have it all, but you never know what's going on behind closed doors. So, you know, when you compare yourself to others, you do yourself a disservice because you're put on this earth to do something very, very special. You just have to figure out what it is. So it's okay to admire uh, from far away. It's okay to like, comment on social media, but don't get so entrapped in it that you wish you were living somebody else's life because you are special. You were put here to do something very, very special and it's your purpose to find out what it is. So do you all understand what I'm coming from? All right, all right. What else, What other thoughts do we have about uh, tip number one? Any closing thoughts on it? We could be, we could be honest here. <laughs> it's all right. We're going we're gonna to get everybody to talk. All right, all right. Okay, so that's just tip number one. If you look on the back, describe to me what you see. It's right there for you. Just describe it. That's all right. Take your time. Take your time. Digest. So let's break it down. You see two little, I call them little funny looking bunnies, rabbits, however you want to say. Both have carrots, but one is deceptively bigger than the other, can we say? And that just goes to show what you see is not always what's really truthful, you know? The guy to the left has a carrot, a very, very big carrot. The guy to the right has a big sprout, but a small carrot. So don't always fall for what you see. There's always a story behind the story. And so that's just something to think about. Never compare yourself to others. You're on your own journey. All right? Now I don't have tip number two in my hand, but... You, oh, okay. All right. Well, how about this? Can you read tip number two for us? All right. Don't let bad decisions shape who you are. All right. And then on the back we have... Ah, okay, okay, okay. All right. So don't let bad decisions shape who you are. How many of us in the room have made a bad decision? All right. All right I made a bad decision yesterday when I passed the parking lot and it circled around for like four or five times because I couldn't find it, you know? It's so easy. Right, 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 right. But on a serious note, how many of us have made a bad decision that may have made one of our parents upset at us? Well, we got some perfect people in the room. All right, okay, okay, all right. How many of us have made a bad decision besides the passing the parking lot? Something else personal most recently? Okay, all right. But how many of us realize that in life, it's not perfect, you're gonna make a ton of bad decisions. Some may cost you a lot, some may be very, very minute. But as long as you learn from those decisions that you make being bad, you learn from them and you correct yourself. You're, you're only ignorant when you continue to make the same bad decisions over and over and over again. Your parents tell you to do something, your parents who love you tell you to do something and you purposely go against them. That's the only time where you don't learn, that's the only time where you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not headed on the right track if you choose to be that way. I remember when I was in college, I got in trouble for something that I should not have done uh, it cost me thousands and thousands of dollars. I had to go to court, almost went to jail. And I go ahead and tell you, I got in trouble for underage drinking, even though I did not drink. I was guilty by association. I was in the vicinity of people drinking, and I got in trouble for it as well. Embarrassment to my parents cost me personally thousands and thousands of dollars. Had to go to court, had to see a shrink, 
it was just a total embarrassing experience. And I learned from that day on that I would never put myself in a situation like that again. Now, some of the people I was with during that time have stayed on that path and have gotten even more trouble. And some people like me have learned to not ever, ever put yourself in a situation like that again. Now, I'm well over 21 now, so I can do that if I choose. But it really leaves a long-lasting effect on you because who wants to spend unnecessary money? Who, who, raise your hand if you want. Okay, all right, all right. Who wants to get in trouble with the police? Nobody. So that's just an example of me not letting a bad decision shape who I am. All right. On the back we have mistake plus correction equals learning. Can you repeat with me? Mistake plus correction equals learning. All right. Let's go on. Well, we have any last thoughts about tip number two? Anybody want to add anything to it from your experiences in life or? point Believe you, okay.
talking about the tips. Uh, so we're on number two right now. <laughs> so if you can one more time before our guests repeat tip number two because everybody tip doesn't have the card. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> I know who's speaking. <laughs> Happy to see you outside Facebook. Um, we are tip number two is don't let bad decisions shape who you are. Let me say this one. Uh yeah, yeah. And mistake plus correction equals learning. All right, all right. All right. So can somebody please read out to me tip number three? Which I don't have in front of me. Okay. All right. Says, uh, fail, fail, and fail again because it will be okay. All right. Fail, fail, fail again because it will be okay. This is something that is a big, big pet peeve of mine because honestly, when I was in school, I was taught that failure was a bad thing. It was a horrible thing. And when you think about it, when you're in school, you fail a test, you didn't study, you're doing bad, or some people who were troubled, you know, flunked out of school or different things of that nature, whether it be their ondoing or personal problems they really had, I was just taught always that failure was a horrible thing. But when you look at life in its totality, we all hope to live into our 70s, 80s. Some of us hope to live to 100. You're going to fail a ton, whether it be uh, not getting to the college that you wanted to get into, whether it be maybe you failed a class because you didn't study or because it was simply just hard and you just didn't get it the first time. Think even bigger, you're gonna fail when it comes to applying to jobs. You're gonna fail in relationships. You're gonna fail in many, many things. But once again, it always goes back to learning from your failures. As I said, when I, thought of, when I initially thought of failure, it's like, it's a part of life. It helps shapes and mold us. Um, does anybody have anything else to add to that from their perspective on failing in life in its totality? Failure is unavoidable. It's unavoidable. Yeah, it's inevitable. And it's not the end of the world. Right. Right, right, right. And if you look on the back of the card, what do we have for those that have it? Trash can filled up. Feel like you're going to fail when it comes to ideas not working. But you have to keep trying, trying, and trying over. So today is October, is it October 5th or 6th? October 6th. Does anybody know what happened on October 6th, 2011? Okay, let's give some clues. How many of us have an Apple product of any kind? I iPhone? All right. So today is the seventh anniversary of Steve Jobs passing. Do you all know who Steve Jobs is? So he had this idea to bring the computer and smartphone together, and it brought us the which eventually led to Android and all thing copycats afterwards. 
But I say that because originally his idea was crazy. So they thought. A lot of people didn't agree with it. A lot of people said, what are you talking about? We already have the Blackberry or the Palm Trio. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were already things existing in the market. And so his idea of the iPhone seemed crazy until in 2007 he displayed it for the first time. And what do you know, all of us have some type of Apple product uh, of some kind. So I go to tell you that even though he's long gone, his ideas and his dreams live forever. It's going to be here forever in some form or fashion. And so that goes to show you that you may fail on your first initial idea, your second, third, but you have to keep going. Another example I have for you is, has anybody ever read a Harry Potter book? I used to love Harry Potter. I, I, Sorcerer's Stone, Goblet of Fire, I can't remember the other names, so don't, Prisoner of Azkaban, I used to read all of them. And J.K. Rowling actually turned in about 29 or 30 book drafts before she initially got accepted for her first version of Harry Potter. Uh, once again, if she would have stopped the fifth the tenth time, her dreams never would have went worldwide. So those are just a couple of examples that you have to keep going. You're going to fail. Your ideas may not hit the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time. But if you have the tenacity, if you have the willpower, you're going to be okay in the long run. It's not a quick race. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. So whatever it is that you want to pursue, whether it be career-wise, whether it be an idea, you have to be willing to sacrifice and put in the time and effort so that your ideas can manifest. All right? And so... Let's repeat tip number three one more time for me, please. For those that have it. All right. Does anybody else have any other ideas, uh, perspectives they want to add to that on, on failure? Okay. All right. All right. Tip number four. I have tip number four, so I'll t volunteer and read it myself. All right. Tip number four. Always have a backup plan. Always. And on the back we have plan B with plan A faintly erased out. So this one is near and dear to me because growing up, all I ever wanted to do was be an architect. Do everybody know what an architect is? Design buildings, floor plans, things of that nature. That's all I ever wanted to do. Well, right now I'm not doing architecture, could care less about it. It's just no longer my dream. And so when I was in college, I actually had my freshman year, I had a number of deaths in my family, about three back to back to back that really affected me and how I performed in school. And my heart just wasn't in architecture anymore. But I didn't have a plan B. So I was stuck in limbo for a couple of years trying to figure out what I really wanted to do with my life. And it wasn't honestly until about two years ago that I figured out my life calling, which is you speaking. And so while I'm telling you that, to basically say that, how many of you all know what you want to do in life right now? What do you what, what do you want to do? What's um, your life called? Well, I wanna. <laughs> That's alright. Uh, I wanna be a business owner. Okay. In the business that I'm in right now, um, and then I also I'm called to be a minister as well. So. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> what about you, young lady? I wanna own a restaurant. Own a restaurant business. Okay. All right. All right. What about you? You don't know? That's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Anybody else? What's you? What do you want to do? The young young kids. I want to be a cardio surgeon. A cardio. Say it again. Okay. All right. Wow. 
That's big. That's big. All right, so these are all amazing things, different varieties. But for those who don't know or those who only have one thing, what if that initial plan just doesn't work out for whatever reason? What do you have to fall back on? One thing I wasn't also taught coming up is that you don't have to do just one thing in life. You can do a variety of different things. You could be a Renaissance man, a Renaissance woman, which is a person who's great at many, many different things. So don't ever think that just because you're going to school majoring in one major or maybe you have a major and a minor that you just have to be stuck doing those two things because you could be far from the truth. Whatever interests you, whatever it's you're, you're very passionate about, you can pursue. Once again, you just have to be willing to put in the long nights, the long days, be willing to realize that sometimes you'll fail, be willing to realize that it may not work out initially, but if you really want to do something, you just have to put your head down and do it. All right. So always have a backup plan, always. And then the back is plan B. Really should have B, C, E, F, G. <laughs> but uh, does anybody want to add, from the perspective of adults-wise, does anybody want to add to always have a backup plan, always? Can anybody add some insight on that? That's a good point. Okay. Because a lot of times I've had things that didn't work out and I had to say, did I give up on it because it got too hard or did I give up on it because I didn't go with plan B? And it's, but I had, yeah, I had, I had plan B through Z, by the way, because I didn't just have one thing. But strive for, but really know when it's time to also know that it's time to move to that plan as well. You really, that's why I said you really got to know who you are as a person and, and, Sometimes it's hard for us to have failure, but that's how you learn. That's how, sometimes how I said, oh, you know, this didn't work out, and now this is why I'm mad. And it turned out so much better, but it's, it's okay to mess up and, and not work out the first time. That's, that's life. That's from an adult. That's life. That's basically what life is. It's learning. And you don't learn by being perfect. You learn by making mistakes, failing, having plan B. <laughs> but strive 100% for every plan that you can and then know when it's time to move. Anybody else have anything to add uh, to that? So do you all understand where we're coming from when it comes to having a plan for action? We do, we do. All right. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, so we've gone through the first four. Does anybody have, well, can somebody read to me tip number five? Never chase money, always chase your dreams. All right, and then what do we have on the back? A man chasing money of some kind. Into his grave. All right. All right, never chase money, always chase your dreams. How many of us want to be rich? Come on, I want to be rich, huh? Some of okay, all right, we have some individuals who aren't really turned on by the rich word. How many of us want to be able to do what we want in life? All right, all right. Well, how many of us have heard that uh, money is the root of all evil? Have you all heard that? Can you, can you break down the thought behind that, that phrase? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. See what you. Who saw I didn't raise my hand when I said I want to be rich? I 
even raise my hand. I don't want to be rich. So it was a few. It was a couple of people that who. I don't. I don't want I did, millions. I did that. Good. With me. I don't want millions of dollars. I don't want trillions of dollars because I don't think people know what comes with that. Do you know what millions of trillions of dollars come bills? You know what mansions, thirty-bedroom homes come bills? You know it's bankruptcy behind millions of trillions. Do you know that you have to be prepared to be a millionaire and a trillionaire? It just don't fall in your lap. The reason I don't want to be rich is because I want to be prepared for it. Now I am gonna have money. I am gonna have things that go above and beyond my needs. But what do you want that money for? Because what we do is when we say we want to be rich, oh, I don't have to pay another bill. You have to pay bills. Oh, I don't have enough money. But what if you don't know how to hold your finances? I could win a million dollars today and you could be gone tomorrow because I'm not financially ready for it. Yeah, but I am so rich in life now because I chase my dreams. It's hard. I don't want to do most of them. I'm a writer. What the fuck I have to read? I have to learn how to write again. But I'm a writer. I have a book. I publish it myself. But God was like, oh, you have to learn how to write. And he's like, and eventually my book will sell a lot. But I have to be prepared for it. But it's my dream because chasing money, you forget about your dream. And you just want money. And if it don't work out, you'll, you'll go into do anything to get money. But for your dreams, you're willing to sacrifice, you're willing to work towards it. But money, how many people have seen posts, God would just drop a million dollars on my front doorstep right now, I'll be straight. I've definitely seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, well, what do you Because you would think, because you would pay off all your, I would pay off all my bills, I would pay off my mom's house, I would probably get a new car, because Lord knows I need a new car, but I love my baby car. You know, but it doesn't stop there, because you're always going to need something more. But when you chase your dreams, you don't mind skipping a meal. You don't mind buying bologna and fake cornflakes to invest in your dreams. Because then it all pans out. But if you had everything you needed right here, you would still have the same problems if you're not prepared for it. That's why I think money is the root of all evil because we, we think it's the answer to everything and it's not. Yeah. But I've heard, I mean, I hear that money is the root of all evil, but it's not really the money that's the root of evil, it's the love of money. There you go. That's uh, the difference. Because when you love money so much, that's when you're just chasing the money. But when you don't have the love of money, you just have the money, then you know how to use it. And you know, well, you have that preparedness to have the wisdom to use it correctly. You left that out Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I think personally, I can say that I have succumbed to chasing money, for instance, with a job I've had. I switched jobs because I was getting paid so much more. Turns out that I was miserable at the job. It just wasn't my passion. I just didn't enjoy it. And every day I thought, you know, I wish I would have just stayed where I was at. The money wasn't worth it. So sometimes money just doesn't fix it all. Uh, there's a lot of people that's prominent in society or who were prominent in society who have done things because they weren't happy with themselves. Uh, committed suicide, done self-harm. All the money in the world, yachts, big houses, uh, cars, it just didn't suffice because they weren't happy within. So really, honestly, instead of chasing money, you have to chase your happiness. You have to chase what makes you happy. Figure that out, and I promise you, the money will come. If you follow your dreams, if you follow your passions, if you're willing to be diligent and work very, very hard, the money will come. Remember, all the money in the world will not fix all of your problems. You may think so from the outside looking in, but it's simply not true. And you can look to society to figure that out, all right? And so those were five tips. So can we just 
before we wrap this up, let's go ahead and repeat them. So tip number one was, for those that have it, never compare yourself to others. You are on your own journey. All right. Tip number two. Never let the bad decisions you make shape who you are. You make a lot, but don't let them shape who you are. Learn from them. Tip number three. All right, all right. Tip number four. Always have a backup plan. Always, always. have a backup <laughs> Always, right, right. And then the last tip, tip number five. Cool, cool. So I want to thank you all. I made these cards so that you can post them on your refrigerator, mirror, door before you leave every morning. Something that can remind you when times get hard, uh, whatever you're going through in life, just to look at one of them and hopefully it can serve as some type of inspiration for you. I want to thank you for your time. I hope you learned something that you can take back with you and just strive to be successful in whatever you do. All right? So thank you. You were just listening to episode 12 of the Failure Is No Care Is It podcast. This past weekend, I was in Huntsville, Alabama at the Go Global Conference giving a workshop session on Long-term thinking, that title for that workshop session is called Master One Thing, Long-Term Thinking. Usually I give it as a keynote, but this time I want it to be a more intimate session and a workshop call for that. So basically I gave students five tips that they can use within the classroom and outside the classroom to be as successful as they want or are destined to be in any avenue they choose to pursue. So I hope you enjoyed that. I want to thank Ms. Latanya Moore for having me as a speaker at that conference this year and I look forward to coming back next year and impacting more students. As always, you could be listening to something else, but you took time out of your day to listen to me and I'm very, very thankful for that. If you have any questions or you want to book me for speaking engagements, you can reach out to me through my email, julian-leonard at outlook.com. That's J-U-L-I-A-N hyphen L-E-O-N-A-R-D at outlook.com. You can visit my website, www julian-leonard.com or you can add me on LinkedIn and that's just Julian Leonard on LinkedIn as always give 110% in whatever endeavor you are pursuing at this moment be safe have a great weekend and next week I will be back with episode 13 of the podcast so until next time peace